Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ladies and gentlemen. Now, more of the Bo Johnson experience. Oh, snap. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. This is the Bo Johnson Experience. I am Bo Johnson, joined by Jersey Mike, South, Mike Keller. South Jersey Mike. South Jersey Mike. <laughs> We're adding a prefix Makes to a it now. Because yeah. <laughs> now that you think about it, it wouldn't make any sense whatsoever for people to call you Jersey Mike while you lived in New Jersey. Like yeah. nobody called me Cajun Bo while I lived in Louisiana. You'd have yeah. to be everybody really there is from of your place to be called that. You'd have to be the most Cajun yeah. or the most yeah. New Jersey person of all time. And that I can't You'd claim. have to be famous for it or something of that nature. Oh, of course. Or just, oh, I don't even know what would constitute the most New Jersey person ever. I don't know if I even want to meet that guy. For real. <laughs> Mr. He's New Jersey. probably in jail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the uh, give us a shout, 404-726-0929. Uh, that is the Songbirds Diamond text line. That is also the phone line here at the, uh, at the radio station. If you want to uh, give us a shout, phone lines are open. Call us up and talk to us. Right now we're going to talk about Super Bowl 58 because it's what only a been game. a week. And while uh, both of us work in and around this radio station, I am a producer every day of the week on two different radio shows, and I get to talk about stuff. There's not a whole lot. Like, I don't, I don't jump in on every conversation, so we're going to have a Super Bowl conversation. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. I'll flesh it out a little may, bit, though. You know, because it says experience the NFL. There was a lot all. of stuff that happened not even related. I feel, I feel like most of the things that came out about the Super Bowl had nothing to do with the play on the field. There was oh, a look. <laughs> From the text line, Yo, Bo, I'm really enjoying you and Day Day talking wrestling, especially old school wrestling. Growing up, my favorite wrestlers were Axe and Smash, Demolition. There we go. Uh, See, our f- Axe and Smash. This is two separate text messages. We lost our buddy. Oh, maybe this was one. This is weird. I think this went into Abe's show. Yeah, because it, it bleeds in. Oh. From Demolition, Rusty. Okay, I was looking at the wrong message. It's two messages. I was looking at the bottom one. I should have been listening. It got continued on the top one. Gotcha. I'm not making any kind of sense. What's up, Rusty? Appreciate you listening, man. Glad you're enjoying the conversation. 
All right, so what do you make, of course, Kansas City Chiefs win Super Bowl 58. Um, if you were in any doubt before the Super Bowl, like the, the line start on the Super Bowl two and a half, which is just nuts to me, and it made it down to, to one and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, after the Kansas City Chiefs went into Buffalo, where it was like a wind chill of negative like 27, and I'm you know not yeah, making that, that up. That was... Then they went into Baltimore versus the best defense in the NFL. Now, for whatever reason, the Baltimore Ravens did not butter their bread with what they buttered their bread with the entire NFL season, and they that stopped game they running the, the football best. for like I don't know what, but that's months ago. Still if you're just as confusing. if you put money or you bet against Patrick Mahomes, I don't know what to tell you. You lost, but how can you bet against Patrick Mahomes moving forward until somebody beats him? That's. That's literally what I told Abe a few weeks ago heading into the Baltimore game. I was like, I'm at the point now with Mahomes where someone has to prove me wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm not betting against him. He's that, reached that that's level That's the for smart me. money. And how, if you're Vegas, I don't know exactly what computates into a Las Vegas spread, but who in their right – and I, I know it has to do with who putting money on who early. Does it have nothing to do with the guy wearing number 15 for the Kansas City Chiefs? Why in the hell were the Kansas City Chiefs ever an underdog in this in this game? Yeah, I, when he was saying that at the parade too, no one believed in us, bro. People believed in you. Vegas would do <laughs> it. Everyone believed in you. People what believed are you talking in you. About? <laughs> yeah, right. like, and that's when the conversation came to me. Who you got in the Super Bowl, dude? The Chiefs. Yeah, I, don't bet against that guy. I was I was rooting for the Niners, but I just in the back of my head, I, I'm definitely on that wave now where it's like, okay, I agree. Someone's got to beat this guy. I'm not a big Patrick Mahomes fan, but he's got my respect. And somebody the guy will. can play. Yeah, someone Hell, will eventually. Tom but Brady's beaten him twice. Joe Burrow's beat him all in the playoffs. Two of them were Super Bowls. Yeah, it's you know? happened. But now. I mean, no AFC Championship, two Super Bowls. Tom Brady's beat him twice. Right. Tom Brady beat him in a he's Super lost, Bowl and an NFC yes, yeah, AFC yeah. Championship. Yeah. So it can be done, but he bounced right back. You know, and until That's somebody beats him again, yeah. Or beats him twice in a row or something. I'm, I'm, my money's on my homies, man. It has to be. So, what do you make of the Travis Kelsey almost running over Andy Reid I mean, sideline thing? Look, this is coming off a play where, where Travis Kelsey was not on the field. The guy in at tight end missed a block, all right, which led to a fumble. Now, hold on to the ball. You know, was it Pacheco that fumbled or was it McKinnon? It was uh, Pacheco. 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 Mm-hmm. Hold on to the ball, Isaiah Pacheco. But – he got nothing because the guy that the tight end was playing. And that, that made Travis Kelsey mad. And look, Travis Kelsey's a very passionate person. As it was explained to by Andy Reid, and evidently Andy Reid is a coach's, uh, a player's coach, and I believe that they actually have that type of relationship. When I, look, if you freeze frame it, he's screaming in his face, and I guess he kind of was, and he did bump him. But Andy Reid comes out and said, I think he's taking Travis Kelsey's back when he said he was off balance and whatnot. Oh, yeah, I don't think he went over trying to was no knock him down or shove him. He was and just telling him, hey, my girlfriend's here. Like, keep me in the game, please. Yeah, and, <laughs> it may and, have been. And I feel like we you would know? have seen a stronger reaction from Andy Reid if he felt but that But also, it was he was getting, like, exactly. look, man, I need to be on the field. Why was yeah. I off the field? It's so, the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, not, not a huge deal in, in my eyes, especially since Andy Reid came out and he's like, all right, look, this is nothing. And then he did it. Yeah. And what Andy Reid told Travis in that moment, because he spoke about what he told him. He's like, look, man, there's cameras everywhere. You're on national TV right now. Th- that was the most reaction I heard was things Settled on Twitter. blank down. About, it was mostly like the the casual viewer, the people, yeah. the, the Taylor Swift fan that was like, oh, my God, did you see? 
he's capable of this. Do you see this anger yeah. he's displaying? I'm like, yo, you need it's to football. Yeah. yeah, you need to watch more football. It's your blood's running hot in the Super Bowl. So it was a pretty boring. Um, it was a pretty boring first half. So then we go to halftime. I didn't see that first half coming. I feel like people might have yeah. lost money on that for sure. Oh, if you took the the over in the first half, oh, you definitely boy. lost. Yeah. lost your yeah. I did not see <laughs> yeah. that coming at all. I thought the first half was going to be. So how about the halftime show? Usher requests 15 minutes instead of 13. Um. I, me personally, I loved it. Um, Every second of it. I don't know how. I'm a roller skating fan. I don't get to go roller skating as much as I, as I, dude came out in full freaking roller derby gear and skates and sang and danced to it on it live. First off, performing live. Did not use lip syncing whatsoever, Mm -hmm. saying every word that he sung. That does not happen. In concerts, that does not happen during the Super Bowl. That does not happen hardly any time. And for that right there, it's one. Of, it's a. It's a top performance. I, me personally, I loved it. It's getting beat up on on the interwebs and whatnot. Was there anything about the Super Bowl halftime show that either of you did not like? I mean, I thought it was a great performance. I it's a it Super great. Bowl halftime show. It's halftime of a football game. I, I thought it was pretty badass. I think overall it was great. I, the, the only thing that I could see people complain about, I think it did start a little slow. Like his act, like the actual, like yeah. I think it took a second to really start to like pop it and kinda like did. really there was some go build up there. So like I think like the build up maybe is kind of what threw people off. But to me, I I, I, I loved like it. I thought it was that, awesome. I feel like that can make it in a way a uh, better show a lot of the times. Because so, sometimes they rush it out. You're just like, oh wow, it's, you know, it started. It's happening. Three artists have come out. What's going on? There's always a group of people that have to hate on everything, right? And there's yeah. always groups of people that hate on Super Bowl halftime shows. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, the group of people that hated this halftime show live right here in the city of Atlanta, mainly because of this. I turned the yeah. world to the A, baby. I turned the world to the A. I turned the world to the A, baby. Most certainly yeah. did. Yeah. 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 Lil John, all right. CeeLo Green. I mean, Jermaine Dupree was out there too. Can we talk about Jermaine's socks and People, his outfit? <laughs> Louis Vuitton socks, by the way. He uh, made sure that he yeah. posted those on on. IG or something like just so people knew yeah, that my socks with the little feathers on them or whatever the ruffles were Louis Vuitton. That does not give you an excuse, brother. I'm I was going to say yeah, all that tells Haynes. me. Yeah, all that tells me is you paid a lot of money for some for ugly some, socks, some and they didn't even socks. fit on his feet. They were exactly. too big. Too big. So the group of people that hated this Super Bowl, they didn't hate the, the halftime show because the halftime show sucked. They hated the halftime show because that's the Super Bowl halftime show that should have been here. We've talked about that all week on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy. So if you, if you listen to us then, too, my apologies for talking about old stuff. But look, man, whoever brought Maroon 5 to the Super Bowl in Atlanta and didn't do that, now we were all – I don't yeah, think in any silly. conversation that I had with anybody that Usher ever came up, it was we need an outcast reunion or we need yeah. Luda. Yeah. So kudos for, for, for Usher for bringing Atlanta to the Super Bowl. But, man, that – had that halftime show been here, that would have been, you know, that would have been perfect. insane. Better. Than I'm the almost game. certain that the person who booked that lost their job. I know that Jay Z is like the executive producer of the Super Bowl halftime shows now. He I think let he that put up. together the the Super Bowl halftime show with with Dre and Snoop in them, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yeah. He put he, together this yeah. one. So keep doing it, Jay Z. I do know now. I'm not sure if he's a big enough name 
I do know that Lil Wayne is being very, very, very vocal about doing the Super Bowl it. halftime show that would be awesome. next year in New Orleans. Wayne, Wayne's a big enough name. You think so? I Definitely. Think so. Yeah, I know he's a that big enough name. No Limit is big enough, and Wayne could be out there with him. Now, Wayne could bring some folks out, too. If, so, so that's the thing. I would like to see it. I mean, Wayne has young money behind yeah. him, so he can bring Drake and Nicki out, and then that kills. That wouldn't necessarily be a, a New Orleans... No, halftime. It wouldn't. So no, like, but would, you can do part of that. Like, yeah, he has you fifteen. Like, you have thirteen minutes. You can do. Yeah, the first can half anybody, can yeah. be super New Orleans, and then the second half can be like, okay, we'll bring it in for the. I mean, Wayne audience. brought out Drake. I mean, I mean, just to maybe his, Wayne is big enough for a Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show. Just some of his songs, they just naturally lend themselves to the energy of the Super Bowl. If you're already jazzed at the Super Bowl. And then a milli kicks in. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, your head would spin off. That hey, would all right, be... y'all talk me into it. I'm down. Oh, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm awesome. so we have a great second half of the Super Bowl, <laughs> a Super Bowl that goes to overtime, and then this happens. It is tails. You want the ball? Which way do you want to kick? We're gonna kick that way. San Francisco received first in overtime. Good luck, gentlemen. They won it. They want the ball. They want it. Hey, they want it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it. They can have it. That's part of it. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. Oh, they know that. Please, could that have just been Kyle Shanahan? All right. That last voice that you heard there was Kyle Juszczyk, who was caught on tape saying that he didn't know what the rules were of the Super Bowl overtime. Apparently right? he wasn't the only then one. Then he was asked about it post game. I don't think that he would have brought that up on his own had he not probably already known that he was on yeah. video saying that, that, that he didn't know the rules. Why would yeah. you? Yeah, that's Im- That makes you look foolish. Yeah. Def- All right, now my beef is not with – supposedly Kyle Shanahan made the call. So Kyle Shanahan knew – the overtime rules. He said that he wanted to get the ball the third time. So if it's touchdown, touchdown, he wants to be the one that can go down and kick a field goal. But aren't you betting against Patrick Mahomes at that point? Yep. It, 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 and you know, we've already established ever, not you, a good don't idea. Don't you want to – I mean, the theory is that you want to see what the first team does because that's going to be your game plan. If you need to just go kick a field goal, if they don't do anything, that's going to be a little bit different of a strategy – than if you don't, but I don't even know if it really is because apparently even if the clock would have run out on Kansas City at the end, they still would have got to finish their possession. Yeah, so the way that it works in that situation is that it literally just goes as if it goes into another quarter. Yeah. So, like, it just they just would have literally just swapped sides of the field and then Cause you, just so you can't proceeded from in there. In the Super Bowl, That's cool. in a tie, so why even have a time clock? An NFL game will end in a tie. Why have a time clock on – and maybe they'll look at that. So the time That's clock true. is kind yeah. of meaningless. You mm-hmm. can still call a 60-second timeout without yeah. there actually being a clock. You know, so the time clock's meaningless. But it is it is on Kyle Shanahan to know to have your team prepared. All right. Yeah. They don't have to necessarily no, they have to know the rules. It wasn't their call to take the ball, it was his. But you've got players on the field who don't know the rules of the game. Yeah, it's that one thing. right there just as an overall preparation umbrella. And it wasn't just one player. To me that, says to me that his, his your team's not ready for this game, dude. You're playing against the best freaking quarterback on, in the world, and your team's not ready. 
Yeah, it didn't seem like... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And like Chiefs I said, knew exactly. So that's what I was going to say was that the ju- it, it's made worse because of the juxtaposition of so many 49ers play- players saying, oh, we didn't know the rule, and then every Chiefs player being like, oh, yeah, our analytics team was going over this with us they, like every week. Because most of the scenarios in, in their, the workout week, yeah, like, mean, the, the moment, 49ers didn't know those, the overtime rules and the Chiefs practice overtime scenarios. The fact if that, that tells s- you how prepared Andy Reid's team is, you, that right there is a small inkling to a much larger picture of just being prepared for the game. You see there was even the video of the refs being like, wait, what? They were dumbfounded. Yeah, they were like, wait, what are they doing? Because the Chiefs, like you said, almost the whole Chiefs sideline was like, yo, that's it. Like They gave it to us. Pat Mahomes' (laughs) face. If I was on the Niners, I would have been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He almost smiled. Yes, he was like, what? He was like. Yeah, I think they were trying to hide. He couldn't wait to say yes. Let's Let's go. They're like, oh, they don't know what they just did. That's embarrassing at the Super Bowl. (laughs) So we're out of time here. We'll get back into some more NFL stuff a little bit later. Coming up next, a lot of people, and I'm talking to you out there, you know who you are, think that the Atlanta Braves didn't do enough this offseason. I, on the other hand, think they may have done too much. We'll work through it on the other side of this break. This is the Bo Johnson Experience on Sports Radio 9 the game. Stuff are you listening to? Back with more experience. It's the Bo Johnson Experience on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Is this song number one? Uh, it me. might be. It might be. And it's a I'm very okay, good starter. But my watch sick. Ooh. It's a great way to start the show. <laughs> it really, it's a great way to start anything. I'm on board. You can go. To, you can go to the bathroom with that song playing. It's I'm be on board, epic. and you know you're not going to have a Super Bowl halftime show like this even talked about if you don't have somebody with a hip hop background producing the Super Bowl halftime shows. Now I'm not sure if. On the other side of the spectrum, I'm not sure if while Jay-Z is the Super Bowl halftime show executive producer, I think that's his title, I'm not sure if we're ever going to get Metallica as a Super Bowl halftime, which I think is way overdue as well. But I'm okay with that because Jay-Z's been killing it yeah. as a Super Bowl halftime executive producer. So do do New Orleans right. Do the 504 right, Jay. 
I would love oh, to see. Have they? great. Hey, uh, Reese is out there listening. Shout out Reese, who uh, is a 24-7, 365 listener to 99 The Game. Um, Dom's chirping in. Jersey Mike's chirping in. Day-Day is on the phone. Reese says, this is the producer-engineer extravaganza, not the Bo Johnson experience. Well, tonight it is, and that's fine. Nothing wrong that's with that. That's 100% yeah, okay, because that. we all have voices, Reese. We want to be heard, Reese. Nine All-Pros from San Francisco, Offensive Player of the Year, Top five stat QB, they should have won. I agree. I'm not sure what beating nine all pros were yeah. supposed to beat the Swifties. <laughs> Only one of the Chiefs are, are Swifties. Maybe two, Reese. Don't be hating. Uh, people are downplaying Travis Kelsey. Look, Reese, I have heard my good friend Rainer Michael talk about this situation. The reason why I don't th- I'm not I don't think people are downplaying it. I just don't think it's as big of a deal as people want to make it because if Andy Reid comes out and defends Travis Kelsey in that situation, then we should be okay with that, and we should move on. Yeah, it's the end Andy Reid is Travis Kelsey's head coach. Andy Reid did what he needed to do, talked to Travis Kelsey. Kelsey came up to him right after that and hugged him. He was like, my bad. And Andy Reid was probably like, damn right, don't let that happen again. Yeah, but where's, if, where's those if, pictures? And Andy Reid's allowed to handle that in-house, and he did. He handled it immediately. It was handled. If Andy Reid says, move on, we should move on. And then, yeah, Jermaine Dupree's outfit was terrible. It, it was, man. Um <laughs> I actually saw a comment somewhere that said, what are y'all thinking? And I think it was on this text line. Jermaine Dupree looked nothing like CeeLo Green. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, it when a he CeeLo came Green, out, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. snap, CeeLo. Because yeah, CeeLo's from Atlanta, too. Yeah. yeah. Shout out JD and CeeLo. Both y'all are out there listening to the experience right now. Much love for y'all. But look, JD, you came out looking a little CeeLo. It was the short pants. It was the, the short suit. What do you call that? A suit with shorts. Short, I, I, and the I, socks, I always bro. think of like the Malcolm Young, or I, not the that Angus just Young looked look. like something that CeeLo Green would have wore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mention JD's kind of rounded out a little bit, like <laughs> just a little bit. Right, and that's fine. That's okay. All right. But yeah. Thanks for listening, Reese. Always call in more. Love to hear from you. But you can send us a shout out on the text line too. Four 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 zero four seven two six zero nine two nine are both of those numbers. Did the Braves do enough this offseason to win the World Series in 2024? Yes or no? Jersey Mike. I think so, personally. Dom? I I, I want to see Chris win the World Sale. Series. I, I want to see Chris Sale first. I want to see him. All right, him well, Chris Sale is going to be the first one that we talk about here. So I have four transactions that they made, but then we also have players in spring training that. We're not there last year. We have players because of either injury or maybe they got drafted in the first round this past year. Or maybe you just came up this past season to the big league level. You're still a prospect, but you might make the 40-man. We have some of those guys in spring training, too. Let's talk about the four transactions first. All right, so they added Chris Sale to and then signed up to a two-year deal. 34 years old, 6-5 and five last year, 4.3 ERA and 20 starts. All right. And then it gets interesting. People like to say that Chris Sale is injury prone. I actually had this conversation with Tara earlier. I absolutely can't stand the phrase injury prone, especially when none of the injuries have anything to do with each other. That's a good All point. Right? I'm not That's a fair. huge fan of luck either. I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in karma. None of that crap exists. I am a science nerd. I believe in the Big Bang Theory. I believe that things happen and science makes them happen. Therefore, luck is impossible. Choosing your own destiny is impossible also. 
All right, so we got Chris Sale. Here's Chris Sale's injuries. UCL repair in 2020. That's Tommy John surgery. That's the big one. 2020, all right, so we've seen what just happened to Ronald Acuna Jr. where he had knee surgery, ACL. Mm -hmm. Came back the following year, 2022, wasn't quite the same Ronald Acuna, but then came back in 2023, won the MVP. All right, so Chris Sale, Tommy John surgery in 2020, was out with that, a big chunk of 2021. That's his year after ACL or or Tommy John surgery, right? Then in spring training, Chris Sale gets hit by a comebacker in batting practice, throwing live BP. He has a right rib stress fracture. Before 2022, 60-day DL with that injury. So that's a lot of the 2022 season. Definitely. All right. Second start back in the 2022 season, gets hit with a comebacker, breaks a pinky finger. All right. (laughs) Coming back from the broken (laughs) pinky finger, gets in a bicycle accident, breaks his wrist. All right. Look, unless you can sit here and tell me that Chris Sale is more apt to get hit by comebackers, which maybe he throws the ball in a location where the ball's going to be <laughs> He does throw at a high velocity. There's some Maybe a pull hitter hits the ball more up the middle with Chris Sale. Whatever the science you think is on that. I'm just saying we are in 2024, three years removed from him coming back from Tommy John. That's what we need to be focused on. While he was on the shelf – with these other piddly injuries that, frankly, was just bad luck, if you believe in luck, totally unrelated to each other, none of them related to the elbow surgery. While he's like on the men from those, he's not using his elbow. He is healing his elbow. All right? So what we're going to get right now, I'm not saying we're going to get Chris Sale from 2018, 19. All right? But what if we just get, you know, Charlie Morton out of Chris Sale? That's fine, and just stay off a bicycle. Like, you know. No, look, I agree. If you don't know how to drive a bicycle or go <laughs> around corners fast yeah. and, you know, on a bicycle, you, you don't have to be. Like, a lot of these guys have this in their contract that they can't do things like this. Bicycling is dangerous. Yep. Yeah. All right. If you maybe just ride your bike down the street and not in the trail. Yeah, I'm not now, saying. that is something that, you know, I agree with. Now, had he had multiple bicycle injuries, then you could say he's injury prone from riding a bicycle, but he's not. All right. That's that's fair. That's Play fair. that Chris Sale clip right here about how much work he's been doing. And, and I want you to just listen to what Chris Sale talks about here in coming into an offseason. This past offseason is what he's referring to. Healthy. It was fun. I went into the offseason. I had a lot of fun this offseason being able to play baseball and do things that I haven't been able to do. You know, throwing bullpens here early in the offseason and uh, – you know, I was supposed to throw 20, and you end up throwing, you know, 33, 34, and it's like, well, I haven't been able to do this, so you know, I get to, like, 20, and it's like, man, I'm still having fun doing this, so I just, I want to keep doing it, so, um, you know, this is the first time I've gone into an offseason without dealing with something since 2018, something like that, so, you know, I appreciate where I'm at, I appreciate all the people that helped me get to where I'm at, uh, just looking forward to this great opportunity ahead of us. Was able to do things this offseason that he has not done in multiple years. Healthy. Chris Sale, healthy. All right, for all of you, I don't know if we can go into the season with Chris Sale. Do y'all understand that Chris Sale is our fourth starter? Do you understand that there's Major League Baseball teams that would love to have Chris Sale healthy at the age of 34 as their ace? Yeah. 
fourth starter. And he seems confident for sure. He's confident. He's healthy, man. And if he says he's healthy and AA thinks that he's healthy enough to have made the trade, who am I to sit here and say, oh, I'm kind of worried about Chris Sale. If we're going into this season with Chris Sale as our ace, okay, a little worried. You know, the last time he was fully healthy was four years ago. Aside from last year, last year he was healthy. Then, you know, stuff happened. (laughs) (laughs) Bicycles and whatnot. Yeah. But he, he still made, you know, 20 starts last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. You know, would we have would we like to get 30 starts out of him this year? Sure. Give me a freaking four ERA and uh, a 10K per nine, you know, which is not a lot to ask for. And, you know, 25 starts this season. That's all you need out of a fourth starter. But if you get better than that, Chris Sale, if you get better than average Chris Sale. Anything over is just a dude, bonus. And as, it's a, a- as a fourth starter? That's pretty sweet. All right, so one, AA added Chris Sale. For me, that's a plus. We didn't add him as our ace. All right, Max Freed, Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton, Chris Sale. All right, or maybe he's the third starter. Who cares? Maybe Snit sees that we've got a heavy lefty lineup in the second game of the season. I think I don't even know who we played in the first series. It's probably the Phillies, but who, who cares? It doesn't matter. He's the fourth guy, second guy, third guy. Healthy Chris Sale, I'm all for it. If AA liked it that much. All right, so he added Jared Kelnick. All right, 24 years old, 253, 11 home runs. Is this really what y'all are going to roll out there at left field? He can play left field, people. Do y'all understand that Jared Kelnick in 2018, he's only 24 years old. He was a top five prospect in MLB. Now, did, did his prospectness come to fruition in Seattle? No, it didn't. Was he a hothead and kick a water cooler and broke his foot? He most certainly did. That happens. Then can sometimes new, you fall off a bike. new scenarios, new scenery, sometimes you, you fall off a bike riding down the side of a mountain. Exactly. You know, can new scenarios, new sceneries help people? A hundred percent. They can. A hundred percent. You have to believe that. Now. And that's not luck or anything. That is just a fact of life and biology. Yeah. Like, 253, <laughs> 11 home runs, 49 RBIs, and 113 games. Then he kicked a water cooler. All right. So. You're looking at our left fielder, which he'd be fine at left field, all right? No worries. He could be the everyday starter in left field. Don't know how he's going to do versus lefty pitchers. He actually hit better against lefties last year than he did righties. It was 253 versus 251. Okay. But they also traded for J.P. Martinez, who played in like, you know, 10 games last year. Um, And he is a right-sided guy. So we assume that you may have a platoon in left field. But it's going to be Kelnick's job to lose. And look. Kelnick's not coming in here to be a top five prospect. Kelnick's coming in here to bat eighth or ninth. Mm -hmm. Zero pressure. All right. Coming here and bat eighth or ninth, that's an automatic out on most teams. Mm -hmm. Our seven, eight, and nine hitters last year hit better than the one, two, and three hitters off of half of the teams in Major League Baseball. That's crazy. That's crazy. They're going to do that again. (laughs) Jared Kelnick's going to be right there in the mix of that. He's going to be a part of it now. You know? So, look, Kelnick in left field. Sign me up. Traded for J.P. Martinez. He was the third transaction. Then AA goes and signs free agent Ronaldo Lopez. This is Ronaldo Lopez's uh, adventure last year. Started the season with the White Sox. Traded to the Angels. Don't know how much that worked out there. Obviously, it didn't. Then he was traded to the Indians. This is all last year. Three teams. In the midst of all that, he went 3-7, and seven, but he had a 3.2 ERA. Pretty damn respectable. 83 strikeouts in 66 innings pitched. That's more than a K per nine. I mean, that's more than nine Ks per 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. good. (laughs) Yeah, in layman's terms, that's good. That's like one and a half strikeouts per inning. So that, when you do math, it's like pretty impressive. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. We want that. All right. Ronaldo Lopez, are we up against it? You're good. You're good. Go, go, go. Ronaldo Lopez is by people like Mark Bowman, people that put out projections for your 40-man roster. Ronaldo Lopez is the guy they have penciled in as the fifth starter. Mm-hmm. All right? Who do we think are going to battle for the fifth starter position? We think that the fifth starter is going to be Bryce Elder or A.J. Smith-Shaver. Okay? So we've got Bryce Elder, A.J. Smith-Shaver, Ronaldo Lopez battling for the fifth starter position. That's nuts. All right, any of these guys could probably be a second or third or fourth starter on a lot of teams in Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. All right, we shipped uh, Kyle Wright off to the Royals. He might be their ace. All right, Uh, Mike Soroka, who we shipped up to the White Sox, he's probably going to be a second, third, or fourth starter for them. You know, we've got three guys battling for the fifth starter position, and only one of them is going to get it now. The reason why we have this many pitchers on that staff is because last year injuries killed us, especially to the rotation, yep. especially when we got to the playoffs. All right? That'll do it. So now we've got at least three guys battling for the fifth starter spot, if that's even a thing. We'll probably have 12 fifth starters <laughs> during the season. But, you know, you're going to break spring training and know who a guy is. He might not be the fifth starter the second time through the rotation. But we got three guys there. But you also remember names like – Bryce Elder, who was an all-star last year, one of those three guys. All right, A.J. Smith-Shaw made his debut last year. All right, Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson hurt his elbow and had Tommy John in spring training last year. Everybody's forgotten about Ian Anderson. Is Ian Anderson expected to come back here and be this great ace pitcher? Probably not, but is he going to compete for the fifth starter spot? He is. Yeah, that's four He's pitchers. Be right there. All right, who remembers freaking Huascar Inoa? Yep, great Huascar, name. Great still name. a brave. Huascar Enoa, still healthy, or is healthy now, also in spring training. That's a That's fifth pitcher another. competing for the fifth <laughs> starter spot. Then you got this guy named Hurston Waldrip. Hurston Waldrip, thank the goodness, through six innings in the semifinal bracket of the College World Series last year, he struck out 12 guys in six innings. And then the, the, the finals started, Florida versus LSU, almost immediately. So we didn't see him. Mm-hmm. It went three games. LSU wins the College World Series without having to see Hurston Waldrop. The Braves picked Hurston Waldrop 16th overall, I think, mm-hmm. in the first round of the draft last summer. And mm-hmm. he has blazed his way through every level of the Braves minor leagues, just mowing people down. He's also invited to spring training. He's a name that you could probably throw into the hat. That would make six pitchers. Is he going to compete for the fifth starter position? Probably not. But he could see the major league level this season. Yeah. I mean, there's it's nothing. an embarrassment of riches right now. Not to mention we added three lefties into the bullpen, whereas last year we only had two. You know, the Braves have so many pitchers, so much value right now in the bullpen and in our rotation that we may have to trade some guys. Now, will we? Probably not. We want that depth. All right? Options now, are always that's, good. That's what I was getting at when I said – we may have made too many moves. But if you're out there thinking that the Braves didn't do enough, we won 104 games last year. Las Vegas has our over-under <laughs> at 102. Don't have what to more do are you much. asking yeah. for, people? Yeah. There wasn't a lot you had to fix with this team. <laughs> what no, more do you want us to do? <laughs> you know, dude, it's it's we're one week into spring training, and the world, the sky is not falling. The sky is very blue. 
The clouds are have the clouds parted. Are clear. It's sunny. They've parted. It's not raining. Um, and we got options. I feel good about it. You know, do the Dodgers have a better team overall? I don't necessarily know that to be a fact. I think we have a better lineup. I don't even know that with Shohei Otani, if you got Mookie, Freddie, Otani, one, two, three, which I think is their projected. And that's nothing one, to shake two, his that's, That is a good. <laughs> and we have Acuna, Albies or Harris, and then Alex Riley, Matt Olson. I don't know whose one through three is better, but our one through four is definitely better. So there you go. Calm down, people. We did plenty because we didn't have to do a lot. <laughs> nope. It was, addition, it was addition by not having to add anything, if that's even a thing. All right, we come back. More Major League Baseball stuff. We got a couple more. We're going to hear from some Braves down at spring training, man. They're down there. They're having a good time. We got some guys ready. We have high expectations, as we should have high expectations. We'll let you hear from some more guys down at spring training. Plus, we got some really cool stuff. We have a Major League Baseball team that rearranged their schedule for the nerdiest reason possible. I'm going to explain that on the other side of this break. It's the Bo Johnson Experience on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Are you experienced? Back to the Bo Johnson Experience. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 99 The Game. Welcome back to the Bo Johnson Experience. There it is. Sometimes you got to let stuff breathe. You can't just be walking all over that beat. That's, a, that's iconic. I am Bo Johnson. I'm joined by uh, South Jersey Mike. There we go. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My boy Dom over there holding down the other side of the glass on the wheels of steel. He's also on the phone lines of steel. If you want to give us a shout, 404-726-0929. It's also our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Give us a shout if you want to. During that break, Mike and I were talking about spring training, and had he asked me if I'd ever been. I've been down there several times. I've not been to Northport. Spring training baseball is one of the most fun vacations you can ever talk I or mean, take. I've never heard someone have a bad experience. At no, spring, you can't. Spring training. Awesome. It seems awesome. What's so. so much better about the Braves being in Northport now is that they're in the Tampa suburb area, Then there's like five teams now in the Tampa area. So what you do is you go down there with the intention of going to a game or two at Northport, but then you can find – other stadiums to go visit the Braves at and yep. take take some of those stadiums in. And that's what I one hundred percent recommend going down to spring training. And while it's thirty eight degrees here right now, probably it ain't thirty eight degrees nice in Florida. There. You can go to the stadium and shorts. get away from this crap. Now there's not much of a reason to go down to Florida right now because they're not playing games until March. But the guys are there. I'm pretty sure you can visit. You can go to yeah, practice and do, stuff like stuff. that. So. But, yeah, that sounds like the coolest time because we were saying, again, off air, just how awesome a ballpark is. It's a lot of fun. And when you go to, like, a spring training, too, I'm sure it's even better because you're only there with people who are as about it as you are. If you just go to a regular season game, you get a lot of casual people there, which is still fun. I still say baseball game on a cool summer night is the best sports experience there is, and it's not really even close 
what's in second. But when you're down there for spring training and it's everyone is into it just as hard as you are, that energy it's fun, man. Has there's to be so awesome. much more access. It's so much. It's so much more laid back. That too. There's, there's stuff to do for kids. There's grassy areas for you to just general admission it up. And That's pay little to nothing and just go have fun lay in the grass, or you can pay not even a whole lot to get super close dugout access. And and then, like we said too, like you know, you can obviously go down there and just have a baseball one hundred percent trip and just yeah, do baseball, baseball. But then, if you're there with family, you can do, go do Florida stuff too. Yeah, and it doesn't look. There's beaches. Doesn't beaches, have to be Disney. a super nerdy baseball trip. You don't have to be a super nerdy baseball nerd. You can to make go it to even a spring training m- vacation. It's you fun. can make like it more nerdy. You could do baseball nerd and then go do like the Star Wars. I'm, I'm not even that big of a Star Wars guy. I want to go to that thing bad. Yeah, I want to go to the Harry Potter one too. Now that's something that you would do if, when the Braves were in Orlando, and I made several trips down there. Then I would choose Universal. Of course, Star Wars Land was not there at the time that I would go down to Universal. Uh-huh. Universal to me is the more adult. Yeah, park. definitely. Uh, go ride the mummy. It's awesome. There is a uh, roller coaster. It's a roller coaster, but mm-hmm. part of it is in the dark. If you like roller coasters, it's love in the dark, dark, and there's yeah. a dip, and love it's that. the best thing ever. Love it. All right? Those are great. I love me some roller coasters. I would ride any roller coaster in the dark. Like, bring Same. that on. Yeah. Real yeah. quick, favorite roller coaster? Uh, Batman at Six Flags. Bat- the Six Flags now, down here? Yes. Okay, I still uh, have Because been. I, I think, go. like, I've been to other Six Flags. I don't remember it. I've been to this Six Flags several times since I've lived here. Every time I've gone to Six Flags, if there's anybody at Six Flags out there listening, fix this. Every time I've gone, and this is probably four times in the last, like, five, six years. Every time I've gone, Superman's been broken. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, a thing. That's you, a thing. You know the, the big uh, – Is Superman being broken a thing that happens yeah. to everybody? Yes, uh, the, the Six Flags in Jersey, which I no will – No way. Which Are I, you serious? Which I will say, best Six Flags. But um, Have you been to this one? I haven't, but, man, come you on. Call come something on. the best I, yeah, you haven't had all the rest of them. Go to Six Flags You know what? I, I was crapping on Jersey a bit. I got to have some Jersey pride. We got the best damn Six Flags. King to come, man. I'm going to have to disagree. Coaster. But I will say the Superman is broken down at that one almost every time. I've, it's so like, what makes Superman – so what makes both these rides really cool, Batman, your feet are dangling. Yeah. yeah and that makes a roller coaster a lot more fun. I don't know why. Yep. Superman, you're actually laying, laying. down in a prone position down, yeah. like you're flying. Yeah. That just is that may be my favorite if I ever get to ride it. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like I've never um, even done it. One thing I'm not a fan of in the Six Flags over Texas in Dallas, they have a roller coaster called the Texas Giant. And I think there's one here that's very similar. Mm-hmm. But the Texas Giant's made out of wood. El Toro, uh, in Jersey. The, um, is it what's I'm trying to think of the one there here. Is one, that's, there is there's a wood, there's wood. a wooden one here. The, uh, it's Ninja. Yeah, I think it, I think that's what it's called. There's the one at Six Flags that's made out of the way. So I think it's called when like I was the when I was like a street that. teamer with ninety two nine, we got to go to Six Flags. Oh, why can't we still as do a that? reopening <laughs> for this wooden roller coaster or something like that? And we got to ride it before anybody else did. Curious. Not a fan of wooden roller coasters one no. bit. Do you, do They're you, so freaking rickety, and yeah, it so hurts your ass say. when you're riding it. Like you're just sitting there shaking the whole time. And so it wasn't the roller coaster itself, the ups, downs, and the whatnot. It was just the fact that it was so rickety, and it was just shook the whole time while you're sitting there going yeah. up the thing. The rail roller coasters, like the ones that are on rails and not train tracks, yeah. don't do that. A little bit more smooth. Yeah, they're yeah. a lot smoother. Yeah, so, we had. Uh, do you remember, like, because that was a thing back in the one in Jersey. There was a period where it was kind of switching over from some of the older coasters into more of those rail ones. 
And the one is called El Toro, the wooden one. It's all about, oh, it's the fastest wooden roller coaster. And then they had another one called the Great American Scream Machine. They could have just yeah. called it the Great American Death Trap. Oh, because yeah. Did people die? You wanted to after so, being on it, at least. So that's the one that I was talking about with the ninja. That <laughs> That's the one I, I meant is the Great American Scream Machine. It's the wooden one. But the thing with that one was because of how rickety it was, your head was literally, like, oh, knocking so back and, and forth. God You're forbid, not wanting to, to, yeah. God forbid yeah. you're with someone that's maybe a bit bigger than you because they, it's not, like, the personal strap-in. The one oh, back you're in there, a seat? it was damn near and one big belt. And you end up squished belt. into the side? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Those things were terrible, but... I really want to go to the Six Flags. I've also heard the water park attached to it is like amazing. Whitewater, White is water. Amazing. yeah. I've, I go I've to Whitewater, Whitewater every Whitewater summer. Great. I love it. Yeah, so. I agree, hundred percent. If you got something against water parks because it's shared water, like that's get a life. listen, man. I've gotten it, sick dumb. from those yeah. and I still like it's, them. Uh, I, but you didn't get sick from something in the water because exactly. the first thing you smell <laughs> when you chlorine. walk into Whitewater, right. that chlorine slaps you, you in the face. Yeah. yeah, you know, like you got clean nostrils when you come up out of there. Your headaches are all gone. <laughs> Your teeth are white. Come on. Water parks are great. All right. Speaking of spring training, uh, Alex Anthopoulos, Braves general manager, spoke with Dukes. And, but no, he was on the steakhouse this week. Uh, so this is a really, really cool uh, sound bite right here because Alex explains kind of what goes on in spring training. And he does something that other general managers and head coaches just don't do. I remember, like, I'd walk past guys in the hallway and say, hey, how you doing? Good morning, this and that. And then, like, that afternoon, you're getting a call from the agent saying, hey, my guy wants to know where, where he stands, what's his role. And I kept thinking to myself, why the guy just walked behind me and not asked, you know? So I started thinking and started doing it in Toronto. Let's just pull everybody in at the beginning of camp, sit them down, here's the game plan, you know, you're, you're slated, you're competing for this spot, you're not going to make team, whatever it might be, but at least everybody goes into camp. And it's not like we're doing it after they went 0 for 4 or they had a bad outing. We're doing it before they even played. And then we ask them questions. They get to ask us questions, but at least everyone knows where they stand. That's fascinating. Do you ever do you really say to guys you're likely not making the team? Yeah, I mean, look, certain guys that you know are just here, they're young guys. And honestly, like, sometimes it'll be like, look, there's waves of cuts, right? Look, you might be on the first wave of cuts. Don't read into it, right? Because everybody reads into everything. Oh, did they not like me? Did I do something wrong? If you're a young guy who was in high A last year and you're in your first spring training, it might be like, hey, spend time around Sean Murphy or, hey, spend time around Charlie Morton or spend time around, you know, when Wash was here, whoever it was, just experience it. But look, you're likely going to be on the first wave of cuts. I just think as direct and as transparent as you can be, Transparency. I respect that. So Alex Anthopoulos was basically sitting there telling you that he sits down with all 60 participants in spring training. 40 of those guys make the 40-man roster. 25 make the everyday roster. Everybody else is sent home or back to the minors. He sits down with these guys before they even start anything. Every 60, all 60 of them. In my opinion, as you should. 100%, but that doesn't happen. Like, some guys go through spring training and they get cut a weekend and they have no idea why. Like, oh, Alex will straight up tell them, look, you're probably not going to make the team here, and this is going to be why. But this is what we want you to do while you're at spring training. Yeah, it's still people's lives and careers. Yeah, you got to you got to handle it with Nobody's going to be surprised when two weeks into spring training, hey, we're sending you to minor league spring training. He tells them, like, look, you're probably going to be in the first round of cuts. This is what I want you to do while you're here. To me, that's that's the type of organization that you want to work for. It probably stings at the moment, but in retrospect, I guarantee yeah, those guys respect that. Yeah, but you know yourself, that. too. What yeah. you're not doing is giving people false hope. Yeah. Like, which is oh, exactly. I thought I was going to make the 40-man. Alex, why are you sending me home two weeks into spring training? Mm-hmm. 
You know? And then also for that, like, I think because guys know, like, especially if you're a guy that knows, like, okay, I'm probably going to be here. Like, I'm not going to be here long. I feel like that pushes them to try and get more out of it. Like, okay, so this is what you want me to do while I'm here. I'm only going to be here for a few weeks. I need to go ahead and do as yeah, much as I yeah, possibly can. Like, yeah. Don't waste my time. We're exactly. all, like I said, it's my job. It's my life. Don't just have me here so you can eventually just discard me when it's convenient. Right. Have me do something and then maybe... Like you said, just have me work with other people that are going to be put me to your advantage. Like, it, I am still your employee for this period of time. Make it useful. Right. <laughs> All right. From the uh, from the 770, somebody knows a little bit. I need your name, whoever you are from the 770. Somebody just dropped the name of one of my regulars in the Truist Club telling me to ask him for his seats. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> to go to spring training. That's Because um, he, he lives there. Uh, who, this person, who I'm not going to yeah. say over the air, but he lives in in that area near Northport. I'm sure mm-hmm. he has seats in spring training too. It's uh, it's named after the company that he actually started. Uh, the stadium is. It also says if you haven't rode the new cyclone, is the cyclone the wooden one? If you haven't rode the new cyclone, it's so good. It's the wooden one redone with blue tracks. The twisted cyclone is the goat. Yes, I've now, seen that. I'm, yeah, twisted cyclone. So is the yeah. twisted cyclone the the, the blue twisted one cycl- that was redone or with yeah, blue yeah, tracks? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the so it was twisted cyclone. I think they're just rebranding it as cyclone now. They okay. do that but, yeah. a lot. But yeah, that's that's. So yeah. is it done with the newer tracks that don't shake you to death while you're going up the freaking thing? I think I think they are. I think they did make it okay. a little smoother. Because, dude, I will walk like, into Six Flags legal? and walk right past that thing just because it's so rickety. I got no problem with the heights of it and the yeah. Yeah, no. action. It's just the I don't no, the, like rickety the, action. The comfort man. is a big part of yeah. it. Yeah. 100%. Sure. That's, there's a great uh, ride back in Jersey called Nitro. It's just smooth. It goes up real high. There's a couple loops. But it's the silk. It's like the most buttery smooth ride you've ever had and buttery that, smooth man i like me a buttery smooth oh, roller coaster like and the line is it's that line and king to cop people just like king to cop because it's the tallest roller coaster you shoot up you wait four hours the ride itself i think lasts 18 seconds it's a joke but nitro oh my it's the most perfect roller coaster experience but now i'm learning apparently to, they just recycle all these they every, recyclone the cyclone yeah I, I, yeah I thought it was a special thing apparently there's probably a nitro called you know the turbo and maybe Lubbock probably, what the probably. Hell? all right team field trip to six flags i want to i want to go to six flags I'm with down. jersey mike and <laughs> yeah. have them sit here and tell me to my face that the one in new jersey is better, better hey yeah. I, i'm yeah. Putting, can do I'll that maybe we have to plan a trip to jersey i don't know hey you get the crawfish etouffee from my dad if here he'll we make go. it we'll yeah, come up there and eat it <laughs> um oh wait so i think it was uh my boy michael out there if my if it's because michael just sent me a description it's the wooden frame but now it has metal tracks I wonder if it was Michael who was on the text line. Ah. So, Michael, shout out to Michael. I'm going to say your name on the radio, Michael Leekstra, because uh, Michael works with me in the Truist Club. So oh, maybe nice. that's how you know nice. Nice. Why, why you know my business, Mike. <laughs> um, shout out to Mike, though. Oh, what's up, Mike? How it is. <clears throat> Thanks for listening, brother. I appreciate you. Um, all right, let's get to this, this uh, clip by A.J. Miner before we have to go to break because people are having a problem with this one, too. I don't understand. Play, play the clip by A.J., please. We hold ourselves to a different standard than most organizations, and that's what separates us and us. And, um, I think we need to get everyone focused coming to spring training. Like, hey, this is this is you know World Series bus. So, um, it's going to be another fun year for sure. Right. We- Why on God's green earth would anyone have a problem with the mantra World Series or bust? All right, if it wasn't a realistic expectation, 
I can see kind of maybe why you would not want them to have that mantra, but why isn't it the isn't it the goal of every team, all 30 of them, to get to the World Series and win it at the beginning of the season? Especially when you've now, been so close. Like, it's, not a, it's not a realistic goal for all right. 30 teams. But it is the goal. But it's sure as hell a realistic goal for this team. Yeah. And it's my expectation for the season. If the Braves don't win the World Series this year, this season will have been a bust. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying that right now. I'm not the only person on this radio station that's saying that. The Braves have that feeling, too. Which is good. They should have one hundred percent. I want a team that has that kind of fire. I don't want a team that's like, well, let's give it four years. Maybe exactly. we can build. But some- dude, they they Come went on. into the freaking series. Not even the NLCS. They right. went into the series versus the Phillies, the division round, mm-hmm. and asked out. Yeah, they yeah. know that too. Yeah, I would say you could say it was a bust last year because like it was. They were for the me. Literally for almost the entirety of the season, the Braves were the best team, not just in this con- From, like in the entire MLB. What's it like called? Point blank period. Wire to wire. Yeah, yeah. Like wire team. to wire. They were the best team. Not the same. No. Twenty twenty one, eighty seven wins. Probably the worst win total in the last <laughs> five years. Right. Except for the COVID year, we didn't have eighty games. Mm-hmm. But, dude, people are having a problem with the Braves saying it's World Series or bust. I would love to meet you. Or maybe you can call the station and explain to me how that's a bad mentality to have. I mean, that's we were talking a lot about this on a Friday in Dukes and Bell about how just the attitude with the whole um, thing that happened with Harper. It's like you just got you got psyched out of it, and you can't let that. So I don't want these fans to start getting into that like, oh no, attitude that Speaking lost. Speaking of that Bryce series. Harper and that whole shenanigans. All right, we're gonna experience some headlines next. All-Star game just ended. We're going to get into who won that. I didn't catch it because we've been intensely talking about baseball and roller coasters. We're going to experience the headlines next. Then we're going to get into some more baseball. we got a producer switch going on right now. I'm going to introduce my boy Josh Hagenone back into the mix. Dom, thank you very much. Great job. Thank you, Dom. Always. See you very soon. We'll be back. Final hour coming at you. It's the Bo Johnson Experience on Sports Radio 99 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.